What's up, Jezebels? This is episode 62 of the Cooldown Time Podcast. I'm your graphically impressive and ever-insulting host, Marco. Joining me is my much nicer co-op co-host, Pablo, who's going to join me in talking about gaming's best and bootiest. Pablo, what's going on with you, man? Man, you went like all the way biblical to <laughs> fucking the priest king of Ithabal. <laughs> I'm running out of insults, so I had to go back. I had to look through um, my my dictionary and find nice insulting words uh, for you whores out there uh, who listen to this show. Uh, doing all right, though? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Okay, cool, uh, cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's get right to it. I got it. much to say, you know. All right. Well, Just the uh, same old shit, different day, but that's not a bad thing. Okay, well, I didn't care anyway. In this episode, we'll be covering God of War's looming release date announcement, Sly Cooper's untimely passing, and much hey. more. Yeah, kind of bad news today. But shout out to our new and returning listeners for checking out this week's show. Thank you for checking us out. Appreciate you. If you like us, if if the premise of the show sounds good to you, if, if uh, talking about Sly Cooper and keeping his name alive sounds good to you, give our podcast a sub. We drop uh, two episodes a week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cooldown Time Podcast and Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod to stay connected with us in between episodes. So, uh, Pablo, let's go ahead and get the show started with loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right, man. So we're going to talk about um, the Nintendo Mini Direct later on in the uh, hit point segment. But one of the things that came from that event was uh, the announcement that an RPG that's coming uh, to the Switch uh, was getting a, uh, a demo. Um, the game is called Live Alive. That's Live, the letter A, and then Live. <laughs> Plan words. Um, but it's uh, it's it's basically kind of a, a remaster, remake kind of situation of an original game that never uh, came out in the U.S. And it's it's finally making its way uh, back to the U.S. and everywhere else, of course. Uh, and People so seem it, to be excited. It, yeah, it, it's 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 been a pretty exciting one. Um, it it's definitely got a lot of the. Uh, Octopath Traveler, sort of. Oh, for sure. It, you know, it, it, it seems like it's the inspiration behind the Octopath Travelers of the world, really, uh, since it came first. But nevertheless, a demo came out, uh, which gave us access to uh, three of the characters that we can play as in the game, which uh, each have their own uh, distinct um, self-contained stories within the game. Uh, so it gave us a pretty good sample size of what to expect out of this game, and uh, it's a pretty interesting one, to say the least. But I'll kick it over to you first, Pablo. Um, you got a chance to try it out. I wanted to get your impressions on uh, how you felt about this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, when the game was announced, it, it kind of caught everybody um, by surprise. Me, because I, I, I had no idea this game ever existed. I'm not even going to pretend that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. live a life, finally. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people who are fans of, of the game or, or you know, have heard of it or even imported it say a lot of great things about it and definitely gives off that um, that entire in, uh, 
aesthetic that uh, Octopath has and, and Triangle Strategy, that kind of same art style uh, to it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the the, the I think it's going to be six characters when when the game launches that you'll be able to play as. That you know obviously also like you said, Octopath is is inspired by that game for sure. I, yeah, I, I think it looks really dope. I, I you know it's one of those things where these games can be really hit or miss for me. Um, the art style can be as good as as this one's is, but you know it it, it still ultimately comes down to kind of like the gameplay and the loop uh as well uh and i'm i'm you know i i don't know how, what to think about this game like specifically like it, it's something there's something about it that is uh that is absolutely interesting um but then there's also something about it that it wasn't quite what i was expecting mm. um not that i was expecting any kind of like traditional jrpg but i i definitely was expecting something a little closer to that and it is to an extent but it's there's just something about like the the battle mechanics and all that just it's taking some time for me to acclimate uh <laughs> let's just say that yeah i i don't know if this is going to be a game that i rush out to purchase uh just because i already feel those same kind of feelings that i felt for octopath where i appreciated the hell out that game but fell off of it uh because of many reasons one the writing was was not great and also it, it even though each of those stories were different, I was doing the same thing over and over, albeit slightly different. It just felt kind of like repetitive in that way. And 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 spreading out across eight characters wasn't really going right. to make that any better. This game does have that. It's a little different where each of the playstyles so far are, are fairly different uh, in their approach. So that could be interesting. That could be some kind of, of palette refresher going from character to character. But I mean, you know, I, I haven't really gotten too much into the demo uh other than the the three characters that i kind of dabbled in but i'm i'm totally intrigued interested but not yet sold on it yeah uh, let's just say that yeah i'm kind of with you um it's a it, it's an interesting premise um it looks great um i like the music a lot um, oh, the music is great. The combat system, I actually really do kind of enjoy. It is a bit weird, as you said, though. It's 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 a cross between like a turn based strategy game, where it's like very tile based, and then also just like a regular turn based RPG. Um, so I, I find it very fascinating to play. However, I don't find it particularly difficult either. So it hasn't really, and maybe it's just because of you know the limitations of the demo, but I haven't really felt like the game is is incredibly deep or complex. Um, I just think it's a really cool twist on um, the turn-based style. Um, yeah. I think the real issue that I have with the game beyond anything else is the story, the dialogue, and the different um, characters that you play as. Um, the dialogue and the voice acting, especially the English, is horrific. Horrific. <laughs> it is bad. And I have a pretty high tolerance level for that kind of thing. I switched this to Japanese uh, voice acting immediately. Night and day difference. Way better. Uh, but still in all, the storyline, from what I can, can gauge, is just so fundamental and basic. And uh, you can definitely tell it's a product of its time, uh, being a 90s game, I think, uh, in, in bringing it to the to present day. Not much has changed with the storyline at all. Uh, and it is for the worse. Um, 
And then some of the the different you know scenarios you play as the different characters. Some of them have more interesting uh, campaigns than others. Uh, there's a Shinobi character that I tried first, who was kind of had a, a more interesting um, game to play. Whereas there's a sci-fi one where you're playing as this robot droid thing that's shaped like a baseball with a backwards <laughs> baseball cap on and feet, and you're like, just what? What what is this though? What am I doing? And you're just kind of walking around a spaceship, following your your ship crew that just woke up from cryo sleep, and that's about all you're really doing. And it's like, okay, this is this is actually incredibly like boring to the point of being like sleep fuel for me. You I never know, tried the other one though. I, I it, it's, it's funny. Bad. I will say this: I really enjoyed that the space one uh. because I'll tell you why. It's because definitely being inspired by Alien, the Alien ship. I mean, it is ripped mm. right from like yeah. that's that art style. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it looks just true. like it. It's it's almost like all right, definitely this is what they were going for. Uh, yeah. and I kind of like that. I don't. I but I agree though with, with the fact that the 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 there's a lot of talking in the game and it's not very good. Oof, it's bad. Yeah, honestly, um, I, I'm fascinated by it, but like you, I'm not. I'm not like jonesing to grab it on day one. Um, I think I'm gonna wait for a. Uh, one of the you know Nintendo eShop sales where it happens to be a little cheaper, um, and I'll just I'll probably just stick to Xenoblade Chronicles three next month as my or this month actually as my big uh, JRPG uh, excursion of the year. There um, just has to be a reason why this game didn't come out in ninety four to I don't know to, to the west. It's hard to say, man. I don't know if they just didn't think it'd be appealing over here or if. It wasn't Final Fantasy enough or Chrono Trigger enough. Uh, it's hard to really tell, but um, yeah. it, it's it definitely has a place for people who are really into triangle strategy and 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 uh, Octopath Traveler for sure. So if that's your bag, this is one you you absolutely have to go check out immediately. Just doesn't quite do it for me. Although there are things that I find about this that are incredibly fascinating, um, but but not not a not one that I was walking away from going wow uh, uh, after the first impression. So. Um, but that's all I have for that one. Do you have anything else on this demo or do you want to go ahead and move on? Oh, we can move on. Um, okay. I'll jump on your next one as well. Okay. Yeah. So I think beyond that, um, I have been playing two other games. One of them I'll talk about in our Thursday episode. So you have to wait a little while for that. Uh, but one that I have been, um, pretty obsessed with is Neon White. Uh, we talked about it in the, uh, last episode that we did. Um, I think it was last Monday's episode talking about it and it is, it has me by the loins, man. It has me. It's uh, I, I cannot put this game down. Um, I have been trying to, you know, I, I finish all the levels. I try to do the best I can as far as like times. And then I'll go right back and collect the gifts so that I can progress um, the relationships with the other characters uh, and play their side missions and unlock new memories from before they all died and stuff like that. I, I'm all in on this game uh, at this point. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was um, one of the the mission that I'm on now is one that has a lot of traps in it, and I, I hate it. I that, that's the first that's the first time I've really been like groaning um, getting the, through it. It's bad. The violet traps. Yeah, not a fan of those. But um, I don't want to say too much about it because maybe there's people that are playing through it now, so we won't get too specific. But I, it was a bit of a downer yeah. for me because it just kind of broke the flow that I was used to for a while. I will say that I kind of welcomed the the change of pace there a little bit. Wasn't my favorite either, but I kind of like 
I kind of liked it, especially towards the end. Um, it does get a little bit, it gets a little difficult there towards the end, but I kind of appreciated that because it was starting to feel a little bit, okay, like I get, the, I got the hang of it. I, I know what I'm doing here. And then they introduced that and it kind of throw me, yeah. throws me for a little bit of a, of a, of a loop there. And I'm like, Ooh, and, but I, I, ultimately I enjoyed it for the kind of like palette uh, cleanser that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say much beyond that because I know you haven't gone past that, but yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you to an extent. But I did kind of at the same time enjoy the the how drastically the game changed, albeit for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the meantime, this game is climbing up my ranks this year at a pretty mm-hmm. uh, alarmingly good uh, rate. So I'm uh, definitely just- excited to keep chipping away at this game, man. Yeah, it's so simple, really, if you explain it to people. And, and it's just about execution, and they execute just in just about every way. Even the story, I, I think, I is, like story. is weird enough to where it makes... It, 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 it's it's acceptable to me. Like, it's not bad at all, but it is definitely off the wall and really mm-hmm. insane to where it's like... It, it took me a little while to kind of warm up to it because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And it's like, all right... They're definitely hitting all the tropes, but at the same time, subverting expectations. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, So I think it's going to go ahead and do it for our loadouts this week. Um, So with that being said, Pablo, it's time to jump into the news segment of the show that we call Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, Pablo, we have four Hit Points to get through in this episode of the show. And these are pretty interesting ones in their own uh, unique ways. Let's start with news item number one. It looks as though the announcement for God of War Ragnarok's release date has changed at the last minute. According to various leakers and insiders, Ragnarok's release date was supposed to happen sometime on Friday. However, Sony and Santa Monica Studio are now rumored to announce the November release date, uh, which is the rumor right now, uh, sometime this week coming up. So as as of this recording, nothing new has really come about other than some Twitter banter between <laughs> Corey Barlog and, and, and various parties, I guess. But um, the question, Pablo, that I'm going to pose to you is, uh, is there a problem here? Yeah, I'll, I'll address it from that way first, because I know we have, uh, we want to talk about it in different ways as well. But mm-hmm. I, I want to address it just from that point of view. And I will say that I think that the industry with it itself can be a little inconsistent with how they dull out their criticism. The same people who are telling Nintendo and Xbox to stop talking about a game until it's ready seem to kind of be okay with Corey Barlog and others constantly talking around when this game is releasing, dulling out reassurances without really giving you any kind of information. Am I upset? No. Am I curious? Absolutely. I think... Constantly reassuring people the game is coming out in 2022, but then giving you no other form of information and then seemingly being frustrated, specifically Corey Barlock, by saying, if it was up to me, I'd give you all the information that I have. There's it just There seems to be something there that's kind of stopping them from going all out and being, hey, this game is coming out in this specific date. Um, so I, I hope that they're not setting themselves up for failure in that so many people have come out around the industry, even within the studio himself, kind of saying, don't worry about it. It is coming out this year. And if it gets pushed back, I think, obviously, if the game's not ready, then that's what you have to do. But they're going to put themselves in a weird corner where they, they're they on record reassuring people. And so, you know, if it doesn't come out, it's going to be a little weird. Now, all this is going to go away 
even a couple of days from now, weeks from now, even a month from now, they announce that it's coming out and it's coming out in November, you know, then all this goes away. But I think that there is a, I wouldn't say cause for concern, but there is, I am curious as to what exactly is happening and what the holdup is, specifically since so many reliable sources had said that they were going to announce something in July and, and that just wasn't the case at all. So, you know, there's got to be something there. Um uh, whether there's smoke, there's fire, I guess. But uh, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that the concern that seems to be kind of kicking around on the internet is is much to do about nothing. Um, this sort of thing happens. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, th- there's always holdups. There's holdups that that we in in the general public don't know happen with a lot of games when it comes to announcements and release date decisions and all yep. kinds of things. I just think that God of War Ragnarok and Santa Monica in particular have a lot of leakers and insiders focusing in on them right now in a way that's honestly a bit unfair to them um, because it, it's creating more hoopla than I think that this situation really deserves. I just think people are, you know, the eagerness to find out when this game comes out is starting to become um, a bit difficult. Uh, for them, I would imagine, because everybody's trying to get inside information and then Twitter communities going nuts. We'll get into that in a second. But just I I really think that there's nothing to be concerned about. I mean, if, if all of this is out of paranoia that, oh, my God, I hope it doesn't get delayed to next year. I mean, again, we got to want these games to come out when they're ready to come out. So even if that is the scenario, we got to relax and let that be what it is, if that's what yeah. it is. Um, ideally we all want to play our favorite games as soon as possible. It doesn't always work that way. And, um, I, I genuinely think we have nothing to worry about. I think November is likely going to be the date or, um, sorry, the window, uh, that it'll come out in. And I think this will all be fine in the end. It sounds like a pretty ambitious project. A lot of people are excited about it from what insiders are saying that the dev team is saying. Um, and that's, that's great news. So I think, I think we all just got to relax a little bit layoff and it'll happen when it happens yeah I don't, yeah and, and just to kind of preface what i would say i don't think that this game is in development hell or anything of that sort i just think that it's curious as to what exactly is mm-hmm. happening but worst case scenario it comes out in 2023 and it's great or it's ready in 2022 and it's great you know i it's it's fine i i do think that you know and we'll get into it it this is just the internet kind of reaching this new level of just entitlement mm-hmm. that is absolutely abhorrent because it's like it's almost like these people want the game to come out so they can just shit on it anyway right so it's yeah. like what, what, it's yeah. it's so it's so it's like when the last of us 2 leaked and all these people hated the game you know it's like before they even played it they're like i can't believe they're doing this yeah. or doing that then the game comes out and they those same people apparently played the game and then hated the game shocker like it's it it you don't have to play these games is is my thing but yeah yeah i mean i think sony's probably a little bit irritated with the fact that their biggest bigger stuff is leaked um including the last of us so i think maybe they're maybe just trying to cover their bases and make sure that this gets rolled out the right way so that um you know cuz when things are leaked you don't always get the information presented in the best possible light um, so I, I think they probably want to try to control this rollout as much as possible. And if if waiting an extra couple of days to tighten things up gets that done, then I'm all for it. I mean, <laughs> as long as the game comes out at a time that, you know, keeps people excited, then it's great to me. So I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, um, 
we'll keep tabs on it. And as soon as we get an announcement, we will certainly follow up with our thoughts about when it is coming out and uh, how we think it fits in with uh, that particular window of time. But uh, in the meantime, let's move on to hit point news item number two. Ron Gilbert, the creator of the Monkey Island series, will no longer show or talk about return to Monkey Island after receiving a slew of hateful and personal attacks regarding the game's new art style. He said, quote, The joy of sharing has been driven from me, end quote, stated a saddened Gilbert. After being accused of such things as being an abhorrent person, someone that loves leftist multiculture and multigender BS, and someone that hates his own series so much that his art style was created to just spite fans. This level of hatred and the effect that it's had on this game's creator is quite unprecedented. So, Pablo, what do we have to say about this? And more importantly, what do we have to say about the gaming community right now? At this point, the toxic sect of people in the gaming community are not a fan of video games. Uh, they're a fan of creating toxic environments. That's what they're there for. They're entitled, miserable fucks with no purpose, running around the internet, trying to make people's lives miserable because they themselves are miserable. Look, this game isn't for you if you're harping about graphical fidelity and if and you're saying that you're a fan of the you're not a fan of the art style. That's okay. You don't have to play this game. Going after this guy on such a personal level and creating these fucking irrational uh, excuses as to why the game looks the way it looks. It's absolutely it's insane. It's and if you're gonna sit there and claim that you're a fan of this series, you're you're a fucking liar. You are because this game doesn't look anything different from what the the other games have looked like it matter of fact the the game that they hate the most is escape from monkey island and that game went almost full 3d and people hated it because it didn't look like the original games that kind of same art style and, and he takes it right back to basics it looks a little better i think but i mean it's at this point they're just there to make people uh miserable i mean it's like I don't understand anymore. Like, congratulations, you fucking simpletons. You just made this guy who is, you know, who's trying to share a game that he, he has so much history with it and I think loves uh, just because you couldn't make the simple analytical observation that the game wasn't for you instead of moving on. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's these has these assholes are not gamers. They're garbage people masquerading as concerned video game fans. They're not concerned. They're just uh, he has a specific what it was like a blog that he the people can post comments in mm-hmm. and it was a stage for these people you know a stage for where they can actually present themselves and just spew out vitriol and and ridiculousness and this is this kind of applies for everything uh, in terms w- within the gaming community it, it's gotten to a point where people's favorite game is the shit talking before the game comes out it's the making assumptions out of nothing because you specifically don't like it or because you think because they put a female lead in a game, all of a sudden they're being PC or Leftist, some bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah. that It's ridiculous. I mean, let people make games they want, and if you don't want to play them, don't play them. It is that simple. It really is. Nobody's making anybody play games. This isn't school. You don't got to go to class and play these games. It's 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 fun. It's a hobby. Play the game that you want, and if you don't want to play it, don't play it. If if you want to know when a game is coming out, you can be curious about that. If you don't like the way a game looks, you can 
voice concern or, or say, you know what, not for me. But to go after creators and go after the community that is agreeing with creators, to go after developers just because you can't fucking separate yourself from not liking this game and what you don't like or what you like or you don't like. I it, it, At this point, I it doesn't... I don't even get it anymore. Like, I don't. I, 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 it just, it's, it's very confusing to me as to why people are the way they are. I just, people just, there's just some miserable fucks out there. I think that's the, the conclusion to, that I've made. It's just miserable people who just want to see the world burn because they got nothing else better to do. Anyway, what do you got? I have a lot. Um, so I'm going to try not to rant forever here, but um, one of the things that we didn't cover in the last hit points item that I'm going to kind of, bring into this part of the conversation is um, there was a female developer from Santa Monica studio who was being sent nude pictures of uh, penises um, in an effort to try to get the release date from her uh, and the team. And this along with a series of, 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 examples throughout the gaming community's history of death threats and personal attacks and hateful, racist, homophobic remarks, and and just the whole nine. Along with this Monkey Island story, um, even as somebody that's not a fan or doesn't really know much about the Monkey Island series, I think what you have here is a really, really serious problem with the gaming community. Um, I think that the gaming community right now, in so many words, might be the worst enthusiast community in the world. I think when it comes to media, entertainment, anything involving in enthusiast, enthusiast um, communities, this is the worst of the worst, by far. Um, I think that these sort of behaviors and actions by way of social media, the general comment sections of different platforms and XYZ have really shown that I think we're beyond a point where calling the community toxic is kind of an understatement. Yeah. I think we're at a point now where, and this is going to sound maybe a little dramatic and maybe more dramatic than I intend, but I think there's a real palpable darkness to the gaming community at this point in time where for every one good person that is a gamer, there's 30 trolls or, or terrible people behind them that completely make the ratio of good to bad um, really, really out of whack. And I feel for these developers who are genuinely trying to put their best foot forward and make great games to the best of their abilities as efficiently as possible because you have a bunch of people who don't know a drop of what video game development's like, who have no respect for artistic vision um, and no respect for people coming in here and making these kinds of comments um, and really disturbing people on a very personal level. It's disgusting. And something really has to be done about this. And that's where it gets tricky, right? Because how do you, how do you mitigate this? How do you stop Twitter from being Twitter? Do you tell people who make games, hey, we recommend you shouldn't have a Twitter account, you shouldn't have an Instagram, just so that you can have the least amount of, of intersection points with terrible people? That's a little hard to, to ask for. 
Some people have social media to keep touch in touch with friends and family and and fans who are actually good people. So how do you how do you weed out the crap? And there really is no effective way to do that. There is no way to really do that. But I do think that at the very least, I, I would like to see at some point some type of organized effort in the gaming industry to kind of protect developers a bit more. Uh, to really start going after these people who do these illicit things or uh, hurl death threats at people to kind of start maybe publicizing, um, prosecuting those people and really starting to put a bit of fear into the community that you can't just, you you and your Twitter fingers are not going to just be able to say whatever. Um, I, I don't know how plausible that is. It, I'm not, I don't, I don't know legalese that well. I just know that I, I really feel for this these amazingly talented people who have to get on the internet and go through hell on earth um, just to try to pacify people who are impossible to please and cantankerous in nature. So I really feel bad for Ron Gilbert. I don't know his work. I've never played his games. But that that quote of saying the joy of sharing has been driven from me, that was one of the saddest things I've heard a any developer say ever that's 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 like gut-wrenching to me that's somebody yeah. who's been gone for a while who came back because of the love of of this series and really wanted to i guess put a bow at the end of this franchise for people who have been around this series for 30 years or, or something like that and this is what you come back to you come back to a hostile environment where people are tearing you down making you feel like crap for being a person for living and breathing and making this game I mean, it's it's sick. It's truly sick. So I think toxic is is starting to become too too diluted of a term. And I think we really have to figure out like how to categorize these people the right way, which I think that there's just some evil people in this community, and how to hopefully protect the people that are the good apples um on the developer side and on the fan side. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know what the solution is, but I know that it's getting to be, it's getting bad now. It's getting pretty bad. So that's where I'm at. It'll be pretty difficult to do stuff like that because unfortunately the social media platforms in which these accounts and these people exist, uh, they thrive on these fucking shitheads. You know, that's just the sad truth. Uh, you know, a lot of the reasons why a lot of these Reddits and, and 4chans and, and all this shit, they, they exist is because of these fucking pieces of shit that, that really just, that's their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I it's, 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 it's hard out there because, I mean, you said it's one of the most toxic, it's probably the most toxic enthusiast community. I don't even think there's anybody that's close. Maybe the wrestling community comes comes close. Yeah, but, but it's a distant man, second. Like these, yeah. it, it's the entitlement. And and the fact and the thing that they have the the right by any means necessary to get information by doing those heinous acts like I don't I didn't even know about that the the sending penises yeah to Corey Barlog jumped in and and like quote tweeted that person and said guys can we not do, like come on like he was furious Fucking he was furious trash humans I swear to God yeah. So, well, it's been a bad it's 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 a bad time to be in the gaming community. Uh, all I can say is, you know, for our listenership, try to be a good example of it. Um you can like what you like and be fans of this and hate that, but just 
try not to keep that energy and in and, and put Shit. it out there like that. Like some of these I would losers almost do. say at a certain point now, just not to feed into it or it's if you don't like something but you don't feel that passionate about it, but it's yeah, maybe just don't say anything. I, I don't know. I you know what I mean? It just it, it almost feels like it it almost feels like you're just creeping into an abyss because either nobody's gonna hear you or the wrong group of people are gonna pick that shit up and make it something else. I don't know. I just it I feel weird now being critical of things that I'm not passionate about. You mm-hmm. know, like it's yeah. like oh, I don't even play that game. Why would I say anything snarky about that game if I don't even play it? But I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. It, it's definitely a situation where we have to kind of look inward a bit. You know, even as people that might not be that way, like these gross people are, I think, you know, how can we do a better job of being a good representation of, of gamers and and kind of, you know, weed out this this these garbage people somehow, some way. Um, I, I hope that at the very least, these studios consider investing in therapists in office. I think that'd be a great solution. Um, you know, you can't again, you can only do so much to, to weed out Twitter because there's just no stopping that that train. But maybe there's people that we can bring in those offices that these people can talk to, confide in, um, and have a little bit of support in their corner. Um, besides just kind of sitting at their desk and working on polygons and pic- you know pixels and looking on their computer yeah. and finding out somebody sent another picture of their penis for a release date. Like it's just it's insanity. So I hope that you know at least on the developers and studio side of things, there's there's better support for their team. Um, at the very bare minimum, but, um, we got to move on Pablo. Uh, I know that was kind of a bummer of a subject, but it, we kind of had to go there a little bit and, and state our piece about it, but let's, let's move on. Yeah. Let's get to uh hit point news item. Number three, Nintendo's latest mini direct happened this past Tuesday, which focused on select third party titles coming to switch highlights from the showcase include the October 20th release date for Mario Rabbids sparks of hope along with Persona's Switch debut, Live Alive's demo drop that we talked about earlier, the announcements of Harvestella and Portal Companion Collection, and, of course, as we mentioned just a moment ago, another look at Return to Monkey Island. So, Pablo, let's kind of talk about what we saw at high level. Um, what were some of the things that, that you know you took from that uh, mini-direct? Yeah, I... I- in terms of expectations for it, I'd never have expectations for the mini party direct. So this did what it had to do in that in that way. But uh, we got, I guess, the standout for me or one of the standouts is Mario Rabbids. Uh, we got a release date and we got a little bit more in in way of understanding how the game plays. Uh, and uh, you know that that free moving area we saw in the trailer from last year that that that's con- that seems to have been well it has been confirmed since then that you can move freely within that specific area seems like nintendo was trusting ubisoft a little more with their ip since mario can look it looks like you could jump now I, I it was a weird restriction that miyamoto put on them for kingdom battle where yeah you can do this but mario can't shoot a gun or jump and i guess it was one of the one or the other or some shit like that and so mm. mario couldn't physically jump in kingdom battle so there was that uh but i'm i'm glad that uh, uh nintendo is seemingly giving ubisoft a little bit more leeway here and this game looks absolutely amazing um i love uh i love that first game and i'm really looking forward to that to that second one um and i think the other um game that i'll talk about a little bit and i kind of just mentioned it uh surface levels return to monkey island i i 
I love the art style. I, I think it feels right in line with Me the too. sequel from Secret of Monkey Island or LeChuck's Revenge. Uh, like I was mentioned before, they avoided that 3D approach, uh, that whole 3D approach that they did with Escape from Monkey Island. And having the voice back of Guybrush Threepwood, for, for people who are fans of, of that series, uh, Dominic Armato being back to, to kind of voice him, that was like as hype as the actual announcement themselves. You know, Guybrush is... is iconic and integral to the series as he's kind of the exposition he, he's saying everything you know the exposition but also he's the inner monologue uh, uh, of the series itself and a lot of the comedy and, and and what's funny about the series comes directly from him and he's so well acted uh voice acted that i'm so glad that he's back for this and it is absolutely um a game that I'm really looking forward to. I I love uh, uh, these games, and so I can't wait for this. Um, and Harvestella, when I saw that, I, I immediately thought about you. I was like, oh, shit, this is fucking <laughs> Final Fantasy meets uh, oh, man. Harvest Moon. I'm Oof. like, what the fuck? It's like somebody had all the ideas and put it in this motherfucker. <laughs> I won't um, say it. Could I, I talk about the, the have-nots? Yeah, I was going to get to that, too. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, where the fuck is Sports Story? Like that game doesn't exist, right? That that's a bullshit. Uh, that's a lie. Oh that game is God. a lie. That game is the new Elden Ring. Mm. That game is does not exist. It never did. I mean, I I get it when they said, "Hey, we're gonna go in like an indefinite uh, delay because we want to take each of the sports that we have and make them a little more in depth." Cool, but it. I mean, what are they doing? Making full-on full sports sims for each? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? It, it's super weird. Uh, and then uh, another thing that a lot of people were saying is that Bayonetta is considered a first party. I don't know how, since all the parameters fit with uh, Sparks of Hope, and Sparks of Hope is technically a third-party game coming out exclusively on console mm -hmm. on the Nintendo Switch. So no Bayonetta 3 here. Uh, but yeah, I... I wanted to see at least one of those two games, and I saw none of them, so I'm a little disappointed with the overall mini uh, direct. But again, not something that um was expecting the world or anything of that. How about you, Marco? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, um, not too far apart from where you're at. I think um, I wasn't really expecting Mario Rabbids to come out this year. I don't know why. I, maybe it was because it was rumors of of it slipping into yeah. Q1 2023 April. or something. Yeah, it said that the the official announcement was expect this game before April. So everybody's like, oh, it's coming in April. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. was actually quite shocked, and I think that's it's a really nice time for that to come out um, to fill yeah. that October space because we had kind of done a you know a little rundown of all the roadmaps of of, of each console, and um, you know it was it's interesting to see that they're, they're plugging this into their lineup and, and switch is kind of having a really good year, uh, so far. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually really excited. Um, persona on switch, I think is, is, um, it's good to see. Oh, right. Um, it's, it's not as earth shattering anymore because I think Xbox sort of stole the thunder there, but absolutely, it's, and it's funny because <laughs> Nintendo had the better trailer. They did. It was extremely yeah. better, but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, nevertheless, it's nice to see that it's coming out finally for switch. Um, I'm, I'm excited for all of the, uh, the fans that didn't, you know, that, that wanted to hold out and see if they can play it on the go. Now you can't. Um, Live Alive, we talked about that earlier. Um, so Harvestella, man, my, my tetas. <laughs> As, it, it, immediately, just immediately, they perked up. And um, 
this game does look right up my alley. I can't lie. Uh, the, the art yeah. style is great. Uh, I thought the combat looked really competent. It didn't look like some throwaway combat. Like they were actually kind of trying to make this fun. And it, it yeah. definitely checks the boxes to me. I, I think it looks really, really good. It's only coming out on Steam and Switch, so there's not going to be any uh, Xbox or PS5 versions um, as of yet. So um, I got my eye on that one, man. That, that one kind of stole the show for me, to be honest with you. Um, so I'll be watching that one. Portal Companion Collections, it, it's nice to see. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not going to play that one. I know it's already out, but I didn't want it. Were you going to say something? Yeah. I hope that the Harvest Solo game is all your dreams come true. And it isn't one of those, like, we have this idea, we have this idea, mm-hmm. put them all together and none of them work in, co- in a cohesive way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like that at all, but it's just, it just looks like a really in-depth, like, fighting mechanic. And then also they, they have, like, it, it mm-hmm. almost looks like, uh, like, uh, like Final Fantasy. And then... There's a uh, apparently a full fledged uh, harvesting like uh, harvest moon game on that's also equally part of the game. So I hope it is it, it marries those two things in a way that would be really dope. Because even I would be interested in, in in seeing something where it's like, oh, the combat is really fun to play. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really dope. Like going out there to get resources and you have to fight, you know, whatever. And it's like it's not just like hitting someone with a stick. It's <laughs> a full on like RPG. That's fucking rad. No, as fuck. Pablo, it is yeah. a harv PG. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm very sorry. Go. I'm so sorry. Uh, look, R- Return to Monkey Island. Um, I'm not saying this just to be, you know, team Return to Monkey Island. The literal first thing that I said when I saw this is like, I really like that art style. It's actually kind of nice looking. Yeah. The color palette is nice. I thought the, the movement looked good. It it was like what I hoped Pentiment would look like, you know, like it, Pentiment looks yeah. like, like, you know, they're like really static looking dolls that just kind of like paper mache yeah art style yeah so i actually thought this looked really good um i'm not gonna play it because it's just not my thing but uh i I think the art style in my personal opinion uh flame away if you have to trolls but i think it looked good so and i'm one of those weirdos that like escape from monkey island when you talk from like monkey island hands and you'd be like oh do you like escape from monkey island i'm like yeah they're like fuck you man (laughs) because it's it's considered a terrible game in terms of like a Monkey Island game, oh, uh, but okay. I love it. But I love that this is more akin to the uh, original games in terms of its mm-hmm. art style. Yeah, it's so. Dis- I'm so. It still upsets me. I'm still upset about just the way this this man just got completely demoralized, and he was so happy to announce the game. Like, hey, surprise! I was, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's it's yeah, bad. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Other than that, I thought you know the have-nots. I cackled when that when it stopped showing the presentation and there was no sports story i i cackled i let out one big get it cackle uh because of you um bayonetta 3 i I don't know what's going on there it's weird there's there was a rumor that there's going to be an october 28th release date for that which is um now that mario rabbits is coming out on the 20th of october i think that's a bit of a weird back-to-back there but let me i don't know was Rabbids on September or October? Octo- uh, I think it's October. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That's a weird one, man. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder what Bayonetta 3 is, man. My, my concerns with Bayonetta 3 have been the same concerns from day one, which mm-hmm. can the Switch handle it? And if it can, what kind of uh, technical cuts did they make in order to make the game work? You know, it's a little, I'm a little bit. A skeptical on, on Bayonetta 3 coming together, but man, do I hope it does come together, because Bayonetta 2 is one of the best action games of all time. Yes, sir. 
Um, but yeah, mm. yeah. Um, hopefully they'll do a, a regular direct um, sooner than later um, to show their first party stuff. I think we need to see a little bit more of Splatoon, and we need obviously the Bayonetta three release date. So hopefully maybe next month or or maybe later this month we'll see something. But uh, we'll we'll yeah. keep an eye out and we'll report back. Obviously, that brings us to our fourth and final hit point news item of the week. Pablo, this whole episode's been just one dark cloud of sadness. We have more especially for me. We have more sadness to share here because Sucker Punch, the team behind the critically acclaimed Ghost of Tsushima, has revealed in a blog post that they have no plans to revisit Sly Cooper and Infamous and that no other teams in the entirety of PlayStation Studios are working on either IP either. Quote, as our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of our studio. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, so while we never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there are no infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. Pablo, I'll give it to you first. How are you feeling? How's it going? Are you okay? Yeah, man. It's I've been punching air for hours <laughs> and just <laughs> sitting in my house saying, pain. <laughs> okay. Suffering. Oh, okay. Suffering. All right. No, look, I, the truth is, I'm not surprised, especially on the Infamous front. I've never been a fan of Infamous, uh, those games, but I feel like those who like it felt, I guess, content with what they already got. Maybe I'm in an echo chamber here of not surrounded by specifically like huge Infamous fans, but out of all the games that people want to come back, Infamous is not one that I usually hear. Uh, that I want want to come back, maybe because Spider Man is scratching that itch for them or something. Not, and I have nothing against it. If they were to make another infamous game, I th- I think that'd be pretty dope. But I just I don't know. I it's it's a game that I know that people love, but specifically I've never really heard people being too like about it coming back. Maybe because it had a recent release on PS4. But um, as for uh, as for uh, Sly, uh, man, they don't respect the Thievius Raccoonus, man. They never have. But I also kind of get it. Um, when you look at all the mascot platformers, um, only Nintendo seems to be kind of keeping that alive. And Sony is really just banking on Ratchet & Clank. And though Ratchet & Clank is not my favorite PlayStation platformer, it does offer things more in that more than just platforming. You know, it has the gunplay of it. So there's a little bit more to it. If you were going to make a Sly Cooper game that really hits on all things that made the series so iconic for me, they really would have to go back to that platform-heavy, slower-paced, methodical type of gameplay. And not sure if that specifically plays right now. So it's almost like they can't make the game that they want to make, so they'd rather not make the game, right? Um, now, I know that... Uh, they want to focus on IP like Ghost of Tsushima. You know, that's a great fucking game. And if they're just going to make more of those, that's great. That just kind of goes back to my kind of worry about Sony, about just them having sequels up the ass and, and not doing anything else. Uh, but um, what's weird to me is that many leakers kind of, and reputable leakers at that uh, said that they've confirmed that a new slide is in development. A studio was even named, which was, 
Pixel Lopis, which is the team behind Concrete Genie, but they're a Sony PlayStation team now. So I don't know uh, it, since they're not Sony's not making it, so they they can't possibly be making it. Uh, maybe some kind of misinformation. Maybe the project once lived is now dead, or maybe like back to the Santa Monica stuff. Maybe this is them kind of combating uh, rumors and just kind of keeping people at bay because the game is so long ago. The rumor is that it started in 2021 development, so it's still a ways off, even if it were real. So it, it's completely disappointing. I love I love, uh, I love um, Sly Cooper, but I get it. I, I do. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I don't understand. It's it's definitely a game that. It did four. They had a revival. Four came out by a different studio, and it didn't sell particularly great. Uh, it was you know niche for sure. Uh, I would love to. See, it's a twentieth year anniversary this year of the first game. I would love to see a remaster or even release the PlayStation Three of uh, or the uh, Sly Cooper Four Thieves in Time re-release it on PS Now or something to have us play it. Uh, but I, I I would love to see that. But I would love to see a new game. I would love to see a remaster, remake, whatever. Just give me more slide. But I I I am gonna be a little level headed and say I do understand where they're coming from at that. Uh, especially since from what I've seen, they're not they're actually one of the smaller big AAA studios. Like they're, they're like 160 people, with other are 200 plus in that way. So I you know they don't want to they don't want to spread thin, and maybe they know what they have to do to make a, a good Sly Cooper game. But that's not something that they that they could do right now. How about you? What do you how do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm kind of glad you're you're of that mindset because I didn't want to be the meanie and say um, this was kind of a no brainer for me. Uh, It's disappointing. There's no question. Um, Sly Cooper holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts, Um, more so others than than my own. I I I liked it, but it just didn't. It wasn't kind of where I was at at the time when it was in its heyday. Um, But I would have loved to have seen. Sly make a comeback or at the very least, you know, maybe do another remaster or remake or collection of some sort, uh, just to show it a little bit of love and, and, and give it to a new audience, I guess, but it's not to be. And as far as infamous goes, I think infamous is, it's a product of its time. I mean, it's uh it was a decent open world thing while it lasted, but quite frankly, it was trying to be a Marvel game before Sony got their hands on a Marvel game franchise. It's Spider-Man. Exactly. Like, yeah. So there's really no need. It would be a redundancy uh, to have it make a comeback. And honestly, I, if I'm being blunt, I, I liked the, the last game that came out um, for that series, but I hated the first two games. I thought those were really abysmal and, and just not great. So, uh, you know, that might be a little controversial, I never, but I don't I don't, I don't miss I never it. Under, I, I'm glad you said that because I was being nice. I never, <laughs> okay. I never understood why people love those games, and even the PlayStation Four one, I never even touched it. I, I, it's just it's actually I, it's actually really good. Um, they yeah. they um they kind of like revitalized it and have it. It's like a like almost 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, all kinds of new lighting effects. Like like they gave oh. it like a whole upgrade, and it looks incredible. Um, okay, I do that too. Why can't I do it to Sly? What happened to Sly? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want it. You can't. Um, I will yeah. say the saddest thing about this that gets me a little bit, like, not upset, but kind of like, what the fuck? You can't play any Sly Cooper game on PS5 or PS4. Currently, yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's not on PS now, so you can't even stream it. Uh, well. And it's it's a, that sucks. That's where I have to sort of be, you know, the meanie and say, look, it's just not 
that big of a of an IP. It it, it, it never not, was. It at the very least, be. I mean, I was going through PS Now just today looking for it. Yeah, and it, the, the games I see on that motherfucker, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they got this, but not this. Sure. I mean, I I would love to see it make an appearance, and I think it eventually will. Um, yeah. I just think that um, there's a very vocal minority with that franchise no, for that. sure. Yeah. Now I will say this. I want to, I want to say this briefly about ghost of Tsushima, right? If you're putting all your eggs in that basket, fine. It, it, it makes sense. I get it. You have a really, really good uh, foundation with the first game and the, uh, the co-op multiplayer that I think they're going to blow yeah. um, into something much bigger. Um and and monetize and and turn that into a live service thing, because it's good. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. But in saying that, if you're gonna put all your eggs in this basket, then my expectations for Ghost of Tsushima have increased significantly. Um, if you need a, everybody all hands on deck for this, then I want the end result to be, um, not just special, but I I want it to I want it to really feel like a sequel and not just kind of more of the same. So I really hope that they're going to apply themselves to this franchise full stop and give, um, put a lot of great ideas into the mix here. I think that's one criticism that I've always had of sucker punch historically is that they kind of got into a routine of making the same game over and over and over again, especially with infamous, um, Mm -hmm. Sly, I don't have as much experience with, so I can't say if that's fully true or not. Um, but I, especially in the case of Infamous, I felt like it was just the same. Let's let's try to do the same thing again, but a little bit better and a little bit better next time and a little bit. So I don't want it to be the same issue with Ghost of Tsushima where it's just let's do that again <laughs> and let's and let's yeah, call I, it a day and call it Ghost of Tsushima 2, you know? Yeah, I I think that Sly Cooper, um, it aged a lot better uh, than an Infamous. Probably, did. yeah. I, I think each of those games are really cool and special on their own and there's ingenuity in each of those games like they really put their minds into making a new one of these games um even the fourth one not even made by them definitely understood the franchise so by saying that um i hope that they don't go back into their infamous ways and start making redundant or reductive uh it's like impersonations of themselves you know what i mean like i i love i love ghost of tsushima but um you know I, I wonder what they're going to do with the story. I mean, the story seemed pretty, like, final to me, you know? Yeah. So I wonder how, how they'll carry that forward if it's not just more of the same because that would that would suck. That game deserves a lot better than, than just a rehash of what we already experienced. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I think that's actually going to do it for um, this Monday episode of the show. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, keep in mind... Once again, for all of you listeners out there, we have a new Thursday episode that we drop now, so stay tuned in a couple more days for the next one. Until then, be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay notified on when that episode drops and all of our other ones too. And um, happy gaming. So you're welcome. We'll catch you next time, and uh, that's going to do it. We'll see you. Make me feel good. Yeah.